You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Just crazy. All right, let's talk about a couple of guys on the deep block, actually more than a couple of guys, on the defensive side of the ball, Carrington Valentine. Hey, yo, he played well. He did, and he's got that Jair swagger clear as day. Uh, watching him out there with the finger wag and everything else he had going on in that game. But he played well. This is more like we saw from him in preseason. Because right. previous to this, he hasn't played all that well in the regular season. But now he gets a full week time to get ready, knows this is his gig, go be that guy. And he was that guy today. Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. Knew it was his gig, had a week to get ready. I don't care what anyone says. If you get thrust into a game, you know, inexperienced, you could struggle, especially at that position. The fact that he had the week to prepare, he talked about it after the game, talked about watching film, talked about knowing what Puka was all about and talking about rising to the challenge. And he did. And that's exciting stuff. Now, can he stack that success and do it again next week versus Pittsburgh? Right. Like that's now the next challenge. And uh, but it's a, it, it's it was exciting, to say the least. I think uh, I don't know if he gave up a completion and he was targeted a bunch. He was. I think he had like two or three pass to pass passes defended. Uh, he's an exciting young player. There's you know, when he came out of Kentucky, he was a kid that I thought and I think a lot of people thought he could be like kind of in that conversation to be a top 100 ish type player middle of the draft and he just was sitting there in round seven um and i think with him it, it was interesting because I, the, the knocks on him really were like hey can he play can he play in zone he really just was a press man type guy at kentucky and he has zero like negative ball skills <laughs> like he is you know he is out there with brick hands and you kind of saw it, and that's not a knock on him that's just kind of the nature of the beast for some of those corners and you saw it. He, he should have had a pick. The ball was right in his hands, and he just kind of didn't, didn't catch it. But it doesn't matter if you can play like that. You know, as long as nobody's catching it, I'll take it, right? And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Jair, too, played his best game of the season today, I thought. And you could tell that he's looking healthier. Um, so that's exciting. That's, that's a great development if both those guys are going to play like that down the stretch. And the other development, too, is, you know, since we're on the topic of the secondary – the other seventh-round pick, Anthony Johnson Jr. at Iowa State. Liked it. Really oh, liked what he put on tape. Got that and, pick off of the Jair tip, too. Yeah, which, you know, that play is made by Jair. But, Steve, how many times have we seen somebody drop that? You know, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, there's the ball. Let me just fumble it or, you know, whatever. So, you know, Johnny on the spot, he's still going to get tested more. Um, but, you know, I thought he played really, really a really nice game. He also had that uh, – that incompletion that he caused where he put his, you know, put his helmet on the football, came in flying around. And that, that was really the thing about him coming out of Iowa state is when you turned on his tape, man, like he was flying to the ball. 
Like he's one of those guys that he's off the screen and then he's a blur on the screen to the football and that stuff. And I'm not comparing, I'm not going to compare him to Nick Collins, but I'm going to, because he's got that 36 on and he just plays like that. You know, he's got a long, long, long way to go before he is even close to as good as the other two 36s that have been in green Bay. Right. And I get it. It is one game, um, but it's encouraging. And, and can he as well stack success and can he get better? Because I think, you know, who knows? Well, who knows if you'll even start next week? Cause Rudy, Rudy Ford has actually been solid this year mm-hmm. and Jonathan Owens had a big play today. So, you know, they're getting some decent play from these, you know, I don't want to call them scrap heap guys, but that's kind of what they were. Rudy Ford was kind of a middle of the season acquisition. Jonathan Owens was kind of a guy that just was out there. Uh, and honestly, I'd rather see those guys in the first round pick that they have. That Jonathan Owens is known more for Simone Biles than for Jonathan Owens. Yes, let's be honest. yes he is. I mean, yep. It sucks, but that's kind of what it is. I, I, I want to say something else here, and Bagger fans may get pissed at me. I don't think anybody's going to notice that Kenny Clark is out. I don't. And regardless of how long he's out, and we'll see. Um, not that I want him to be out. I want him to be on the field. But when he went down, I was like, I'm actually okay with this. I mean, Brooks has been playing well all year. He played well again today. And now Wooten, or whatever his name is, he played well. He had a big run stop in that game, too. So from that aspect, these two guys both playing now, instead of Kenny Clark, I'm actually okay with this. Kenny Clark hasn't, in my opinion, been consistently a force week to week, just like he wasn't consistently a force last year, week to week. And it's been the same thing here. These young guys are hungry. They want to prove themselves. They got something to play for. Um, I'm excited to see what these two guys do kind of going forward. If Kenny Clark is going to miss some time. I'll say I love Kenny. Right. But he is there. I mean, the Packers have a, a decision to make about him truthfully coming up because he's getting really expensive. And he's still a younger player. I mean, that's the joke, right? Is oh, Kenny Clark finally just turned seventeen or whatever it is because he yeah, is playing. I mean, he was like, like nine, he was, yeah, yeah, he was like nineteen when he was drafted, or you know, whatever. Uh, he was seventeen it, it does, when they drafted him, wasn't he? I don't, no, no, 19. not that young. Not no. that young. I don't and I'm getting him confused with Braylon Allen of the Badgers, who's been seventeen. For Braylon Allen. Yeah. There was a guy a long time ago that was drafted by the Texans that was like eighteen or seventeen when they drafted, like something really stupid like that. Yeah, wow. he All didn't right. turn out. He ended up not being good. But anyways, uh, Kenny, like the thing with him the last couple of years, and I made this not not to say joke, but with a couple of guys I text, it's like, oh, it's about time for Kenny Clark's midseason injury that we kind of explain away why he kind of faded down the stretch. It seems like that's been his story the last couple of years. Like start really hot. Uh, people talk about people start mentioning the all pro name. And then about week eight, nine, ten rolls around. And he, I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And he's a guy that I would like to see his level of play be sustained when he does get kind of the dings and stuff like that. Um, easy for me to say sitting here, right? But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think you're right. I will say this though: I think this game, the way they were up, was tailor made for uh, Brooks and Wooden because both of those guys are under under undersized D tackles who can get after the quarterback. That's kind of their MO. That's kind of Devonte Wyatt's MO as well. Who did he even play today? You know, that's every time, like I have this running joke on every time I start to believe in Devonte Wyatt, he just disappears it's because I was not, yep. I was not a big fan of his coming out of Georgia, you know, the, and then the week one game in Chicago where he just wrecked the game. I'm like, okay, I'm happy to be wrong on this one. And 
And then he's he's put together like quietly a good season. If you look at like his pass rush win rate, he's in the top ten for in, interior guys, which is nice. But the Rams' interior offensive lines are really really bad. And so I was hoping I was like, man, this guy like we should see another version of Aaron Donald on the other side of the field if he is who you know some people say he is. And I don't know if he even registered a stat today. So uh, there's that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean. The, the, the youth that they have at the defensive tackle position might be just what they have moving forward. And that's, you know, throw TJ Slayton in there too, who's kind of going to be, you know, in line for more snaps on early downs if Kenny's not out there. So, uh, you know, yeah. And, and so big opportunity for these guys.